is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon Jumacos, Nick, and Dan. And gentlemen, we have a Thanksgiving turkey special. That's right, the annual mailbag is here. Uh, we are going to be a very Chelsea esque related podcast, Dan. It, it is not typical. Not normal. Well, we give the we give the people what they want, which is in a time of thanks and time of giving, the people demand answers to questions, and we provide answers to them. And sometimes they are Chelsea slash football adjacent. Sometimes they are holiday adjacent, and everything in between. And Nick, we try to make sure that we cover our bases and give the people exactly what they've been asking for. Yeah, I mean, some of the best reviews that we've had on podcasts have very little to do with football at all. <laughs> some sometimes they're just about us and our personal preferences about obscure things so we're going to do a little bit of that today absolutely specifically we're talking about our annual tradition that's right it's a london is blue mailbag for the ages the thanksgiving related and you know some other things that are mixed in there as well um but before we get into uh the the festivities here uh we do have some shout outs dan we don't have three word match reviews we don't get a temp check the people but we do have uh, friends out there helping us grow the cause. Yeah, we want to thank Nick M on Patreon for joining the wonderful Discord group we have there, amongst other things, on Apple Podcasts. No new Apple Podcasts reviews for at least the London is Blue feed. Plenty of people leaving wonderful five-star reviews of Blue Royalty, which we are super appreciative of. We know that Abdullah, Jesse, and this other guy, I know, I guess his name is Nick something. Not really Nick important. V. That last one, not really and important. And Verlainish. I don't yeah. know. Whatever it is, they, they appreciate five-star reviews there. Uh, and then, look, we're on our way to 1,700 reviews on Spotify, so help us hit that mark so that we can blow past ESPNFC. We'd appreciate that. You, and you're hearing me right now, address you as you. You're probably in some sort of vehicle or plane traveling right now. As long as you're not, you know, uh, driving, driving or flying that that's said plane or car, perhaps take out your phone, perhaps do a little tippy taps on the screen, maybe help us out here. You have plenty of time. You have hours. So right now is good. Just we'll, we'll wait. The good news is that... Um a lot of content on there, and you're only going to help us grow what we do uh, that way. But we shall go ahead and enter said festivities, uh, kicking it off with good old friend of the pod, Techie Frickin' Tiger. Uh, he said, if you were to fight a turkey, would it be a big, giant turkey or 100 geese-sized turkeys? Wait. Here's my problem. <laughs> First of all. Geese are not small. On. No. Geese are terrifying. And aren't they about the same size? Well, obviously, you'd have a giant size turkey. But yeah, it'd literally be like a hundred, essentially normal size. I need turkeys. to know the proportions. I need to know the the mathematical equation for what is the scale of a giant turkey relative to the size Let's of the geese. Let's assume he meant to say like miniature turkeys, right? Because that's usually the the question: one big ass one or a shit ton of tiny ones. What weapon do I get? Hey, man, you're holding them. Oh, oh, the old, the old Jack Johnson, huh? Uh, look, uh, I look. Give me the big bastard. I, I mean, it, it, first of all, I just don't have the stamina to fight a hundred geese-sized turkeys. I don't think that's where I need to live. Give me the big bastard. Let me start hacking away at it. And uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably just uh, t- try and uh, try and take down the big one. 
Look, if you learned anything from the movie Prey, which was a part of the Predator series uh, that released on Hulu earlier this year, anyone... Uh, How did I miss that? (laughs) Anyone can take on something larger than them if they have the means, the willpower, and the resolve. So, yeah, give me the big turkey. I mean, a hundred... I'm talking little ones. You can clean them out about a dozen at a time with the sweep of the leg. A dozen at a time? A dozen? (laughs) I'm assuming that, again, it's correctly... Not geese size, but actually miniature. That that that's the typical one here. So again, if they're small, I'm punting. I'm 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 cleaning. <laughs> well, it. it was so nice knowing Brandon Busby as a part of this podcast. By, Man, by the way, yeah. turkeys. I mean, I don't really consider them aggressive, anyways. They're probably gonna be. I'm probably gonna have to chase after them. Anyways, Damian Marshall says favorite Chelsea or any jersey you own and one that you don't have but want. I know for me, this is one of the few I really need to find. It is the, uh, let me confirm real quick which year it is. It would be the uh, 2016-17 away kit, the black with the gray uh, hoops and then the neon green piping, as do I. I have that. I I bought it uh, back... When you guys first understood my love for semi-ugly shirts to ugly shirts, uh, this was one of my first purchases, and uh, and Golo Conte's on the back of it, so it's a great year. I thought you had shit housing Costa on that one for some no, reason. no, no, no. Yeah. I never got Costa on a shirt. No, um, I like, I really, really like the 2010-11 Chelsea uh, shirt. It's uh, black with a little bit of gold piping. Uh, and trim, uh, for some reason, I just really like the black and orange. It's also like my college colors is probably why. But, Dan, you go, and then I have a bit of a surprise for, for video. And we'll post on social if we want. Wow, okay. Well, I think the one that I own that I'm super appreciative of is a 94-95 home kit. So classic cores, Wonderful. Cores. Old badge. Fantastic. You know, it's uh, it's the silver bullet of kits. It is just that mm. good. Um but if I, I wanted one, uh, I love a uh, an Eaton Blue from the uh, the late '80s. I think would be a uh, wonderful addition, and uh, seemingly will return in some fashion over the next couple of years here, thanks to Nike making its way back. Yeah, again, the Italy kits are really weird if you go back to the '70s. But anyways, um, I don't know where I got this. I have this super like early 2000s Wigan athletic kit that I've just come across. And I couldn't tell you where from. So uh, random. I'm probably actually going to see if Classic Football Shirts wants to buy it off me because it's in mint condition. Uh, but it's a pretty cool shirt that I've like stumbled upon. So um, I like kits. Kits are fun. Uh, we I, we have a just a disgusting amount of Chelsea kits over the oh. last like eight years. Yeah, no, it's it's embarrassing how many how many shirts I have. Uh, I, I think as far as like the one that I have that I love, uh, I, I do love, I'm going back in the seventies for both of mine. Give me that 78 home with the, with the old badge, with the stars on either side of the line. Uh, Excellent. big, big white collar. Love that thing. Uh, the one I, that I, I, Nick Verlaney, I see that you're a man of culture. Yeah. Look, uh, beakity boppo. And, um, you know, I've said that for years. Uh, the one that I want is, is one that Mark Worrell has made me jealous uh, that I didn't have. If you've ever seen Mark Worrell at the stall, he's probably wearing the shirt and he looks damn good doing it. It's the 7475 Castrol oil can themed red and green uh, shirt. It is 
delicious. It is amazing looking. I think Classic Football Shirts has it, and perhaps it will be making its way to my closet at some point soon. It's on, uh, anyways, 3 Retro, I think. It's kind of cool, this website. You can, if it's on sale at one of these places, they'll uh, they'll link to it, which is uh, quite cool. Anyways, um, that is a bit of a tease of what is to come. Uh, we do have to take our quick ad break. When we're back, we're jumping right back in to Thanksgiving uh, tradition question. Thanks to Tom. So anyways, thank you to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. We'll be right back. If you're bored of the U.S. Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the U.K.? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you with over 5,000-plus server options. No show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue, you can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan plus one free month. We all love to binge, but look, privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an affected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk when you use our 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue you a refund. You can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check out my link again. That's nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. All right. Turkey time is back with Tom says on discord, if you could banish one dish from the Thanksgiving meal forever, and for every one, what would it be? Possible follow-up. Would you replace it with something else? So um, this is where we really just divide society in civilization. Yeah? Is it? <laughs> what uh, is yours? Cream corn. Like, punt it. It's a good one. It's a really mm, good I one. I mean, you don't even digest it. It just goes through you. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, please. Uh, Science. Duh. Man, if I could ban it for every one. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, like, de facto, I'm doing the world, like, a service by getting rid of cream corn. Hmm. Dan? I'm with turkey. So Dan hates Thanksgiving. <sighs> yep. Everything no, I just it. think Thanksgiving time should be spent with family and loved ones, not trying to find a way to make <laughs> turkey more flavorful than its maximum <sighs> potential, which is still below any of the other proteins you potentially could choose to place on your table, whether that be ham, whether that be some type of roast, whether that be chicken. I don't care what it is, but you can probably do it better and in a shorter time window than what you've invested into the turkey. Well, Spend step with the one, ones instead. dark meat, so don't be daft and get white meat. I mean, that's dry. But everybody buys a whole turkey. That's the thing. You're caught up into the... Uh, I don't know, the poultry growers of America, like uh, Big Machine. Yeah, big they've got lobby. you. They've got you we, hooked in. <laughs> so Elizabeth and I, we didn't Even know. Even butterballed. We didn't know what we were going to do for this Thanksgiving. We thought it would just be her and I sitting at home uh, by ourselves. And so we went and bought like uh, some ribs while we were at the grocery store. And uh, big fan of that until we then got invited to her cousins. And so now we have a, this huge rack of bone-in ribs and we don't. Won't have a meal for it. So we're going to be eating great that weekend, I think. Yeah, man. I'll get those ribs. You know, I've been thinking, like, Thanksgiving, as I think Dan's uh, tried to say, is all about the sides, right? Plenty of great sides, elite sides out there even. 
Um, one, one thing that I would just kind of maybe, maybe punt on, because I think there's a lot of different sorts of these things going around, might be like sweet potatoes. I, I, I think there, there are time, there's a time for sweet potatoes and there's, there's a time to enjoy any other food. And perhaps Thanksgiving is the time where we can just not forever, not every other meal, but just for Thanksgiving. Maybe we just put them to the side. That's all. I would uh, move. I know I, some people really like, I like sweet potatoes to be honest with you, but it's just like, do we need that? And regular potatoes? Like if you're going to pick a potato, you're going to go with the regular standard mashed potato, right? Like what was uh, the, you just had friends giving, what was the shittest thing there? <laughs> well, none of them listen to this podcast, so I can, uh, I can guarantee you that. But, uh, it was probably my apple mixture for the for the old fashions. Actually, I, I don't think I nailed it this year. Unfortunately, uh, I usually do a little fall old fashioned for for the group, and I don't think I really got it right. It was a little too cinnamony, um, so I'm going to be self critical there. But yeah, I think I'm going to kill potato uh, one of the potato dishes, and then Dan has once told me about this famous uh, cornbread stuffing that I would then bring in as another carb, and I and I think. I think that's the way I'm going. Yeah, that's probably the right amount of corn as well. Yeah, yeah, not single not for you. singular kernels. <laughs> uh, Preston, bringing us back on topic here, says if you could take one player from each of the bottom three Premier League clubs, which would be Nottingham Forest, Southampton, and Wolves at time of recording, and insert them straight into our squad, who would they be? I uh, love to see that Nick has one player, Dan has two, and I have three. So Dan. What's uh, your puzzle pieces? So I'm going to go with a couple of different ones because I saw Brandon's and look, I, I, we both got Livermento on there. You you want to bring a Chelsea guy back. That's perfectly First. fine. I agree with that. I think Pedro Neto from Wolves would be a fun midfield slash attacking option for us. And then a name that we might remember from some of our friend Joe Tweeds's expeditions into league on evaluation uh, Lok Bade potentially as the defender to come in from Nottingham Forest. So a couple of different names there. Some players that, uh, yeah, maybe worth a punt, particularly if the all these teams go down. Who from mm. Forest? Uh, Loic Bade, mm. defender. Yeah. We team don't, from League On. We don't need that. He just gave a real grunt there. Mm. That wasn't. Mm. He sounded very unhappy with the fact that I went uh, with such an esoteric choice. My only, my only problem with that is like, Okay, obviously we need right back cover. Tino, he's injured, but like you would take him back in a heartbeat. Um, Neto, fine. He's our seventh attacking winger forward. Like <laughs> he just goes I'm into I'm rotation. planning for the exodus, clearly. Okay. So I went Ruben Nevis right away, right? Like we need a midfielder. We need someone box to box. He's got four goals this season. I don't know if they're pens or not. So I need midfield reinforcement right away. Tino for right back. And then Tino uh, from Nottingham Forest. Dean Henderson goes right into goal. Probably don't stop it. Go pass it. Collect $200 in the net. He is. Uh, Nick, you have Nevish in there as well, uh, which will check you for Wolves. What about uh, Southampton? I was close to James Ward-Prowse for another midfielder. I was really, really close to him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Tino for what we need, but I don't know. I'm I'm 
I'm more focused on the midfield than ever, so I'd probably just take three midfielders at this point and try Fun and figure fact, it out later. Willie Caballero plays for Saints if you wanted a wild card. Oh, he does? I thought he retired. Nope. Keeping the dream alive. Wow. When when uh, when analyzing the uh, the forest squad, one gets overwhelmed with the amount of choices that that one has to to select from. They they did bring in a shit ton of players here. A lot of scrolling uh, there. Yeah, I just and none of them are are good. Um, unfortunately, um, they've got Serge Aurier. Give you some depth. Yeah, he's he's a head <laughs> case though. Um, yeah, I I really don't. I really don't have any others that I want. I'm going to decline the uh, decline the other options. Thank you. I mean, Wayne Hennessy. Bully, that was an option. Ka- Declining was an option. Kafu. No one with Jesse Lingard. No, no, we didn't. Whatever we didn't is. get. We didn't. No, didn't go with them. All right. Uh, I mean, Lavia would be okay. I don't know. I'd be kind of interested in that, but yeah. Yeah. Give me Ruben Nevish. He'd probably be Cheeks playing for us, but he slaps us up if he's against us. Um, Kate on Discord says, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, the movie. Which player and or which manager would be the John Candy or Steve Martin? I'm out. Over to you, Brandon doesn't, Brandon doesn't do movies. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Just I straight. know who John Candy and Steve Martin are, so I mean, White that's crap. I knew this the moment the question was asked that, and yet you put I, it I, in. Very strong assumption that it's Brandon very not exclusionary have an of you. Exclusionary, <laughs> God. It's only a forty-year-old movie, so I think you've had time. Dan to... goes to Vancouver once, comes back with a beanie, can't take it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let you here. let you guys go. You said goose hitting, Dan. Explain yourself for the people. I mean, you got to go with someone who clearly has a comedic bone within their body. And look, if you're willing to ride out in a little Vespa, big man, little Vespa, onto a stage uh, like Gus did once, I don't know. I feel like he's going to carry the comedic role, a little bit more of the humor, the physical humor, uh, better than than I would. So, yeah. Hitting. Uh, Done. Easy. Look. Can we get a – can we just – for social, can we get a little side-by-side of Goose and John Candy? Because I think they actually – have a little bit of uh, similarity there in appearance. Um, if you think I'm bad, you're going to need to literally send photos to Ishan. He's not going to have the slightest clue. <laughs> yeah, because he's a youth. I mean, these are these are young there's, people. There's a difference here. It's also not American. <laughs> yeah, the, well, John Candy's Canadian though. He should he should be up to speed up to speed on that. Uh, all right, look, there's one well, right can, answer can I, here. Can I preface that you oh. won? Like oh. hands down, Nick won this. Yes. I thought I had a good answer. I was like, ah, I'm in. I'm done. I got this. And then Nick just took the feet out from under me. That's that's what I like to do here at London is Blue. Um, I, I was thinking, you know, to be the John Candy, one has to be overly funny, right? One has to come in and just be able to gab with the best of them, talk a little bit of shit, have some fun, have a big hearty laugh. There's only one person that I think would represent my John Candy, and that's Emma Hayes. Emma Hayes, lovely person, funny person, uplifting, tells jokes, tells people to fuck off on the sideline very visibly. Bless you, Emma. You are my John Candy. And I mean that with all due respect. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, very, again, without context, very different people. So Very different people. I'm, I'm interested in that. Uh, Milhouse says, one, how are y'all doing? 
Two thumbs up. Uh, two, <laughs> marry one, kill one, fuck one, spirits, beer, wine. Or start one, bench one, sell one if you want to keep it soccer-related, but I think I've already read the script. It's out there. <laughs> yeah, you, you sure did, didn't you? All right, well, booze hound, what do you think? Mm. Mary fuck kill. Uh, so I, I'm not a wino personally. So if I had to eliminate one from my list, it would be it would be wine. And it's not because I have disrespect for the spirit. It's just like not my, not my favorite thing. Um, I would I would marry spirits, and, and I would and I would uh, fuck beer um, because uh, as I've. As I've gotten older, I, I can't drink as much beer as, as a as a young Nick used to be able to, and and so now it's like give me a give me a nice glass of bourbon and, and we're off and running. So I think that's mine, Dan. Well, look, I, I agree with you on the merry one there. Complex, adventurous ways to continue to experiment over the longevity of that relationship across uh, multiple different types of varietals. Like you don't have to pee all the time when drinking. <laughs> spirits has it all. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of exploration that can occur there. Um, you gotta kill the beer. I, I mean, look, it just makes you bloated and makes you uh, not feel so great at, at a certain age. And, uh, that's where we all are on this, this podcast. And, uh, you know, I mean, play around with wine, you know, I mean, wine's got a whole lot of go- going on there. Some of it's good. Some of it's not good. And you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, interesting. I just have to say, Brandon, from, from do you here. have a, do you have a decision uh, here on this? We're obviously marrying spirits, just a wider variety um, I'm quite thoroughly enjoying scotch over the last couple of years. Um, I would kill off wine. I just, I have it. I just, I'm doesn't do anything for me. Like it's just, it's not my jam at all. So then I guess you're just going to sleep with beer. I mean, grew up in Iowa. First drink with some good old bush light. Like, come on now it's nostalgic and uh, hitting on the, the lake in the summer, Dan, nothing like 12, 12 yes, beers to crush. Yes, there's the lake on the summer. <laughs> I know much about this from the Cape. You're missing out. I will we, we say. Call it, we call it an it ocean. Take, when you can take a wine out in like the middle of summer, like, ugh. Yeah, a spritzer, you know, yeah. something like that. I, I will say like, that my, uh, I did make mold wine for, uh, for Thanksgiving, for Friendsgiving, I should say. And uh, How many drinks did you make? Quite a few. I am the bartender of the group. I keep people going. I, a lot of people say I'm a hero, but uh, I don't like to say that out loud. You know, it's really all about the rest of the group. And uh, But mold wine, a little sneaky Christmas drink there for you. If you can make it, and it's very easy to make, I highly recommend it. <laughs> you challenge it, and then you're like, God, oh, trust me, you can do it. You'll be fine. I promise you. Uh, Preston says, what is the most you pay for a T-Swizzle concert? I mean, what are we doing here? A, you can't even get them. You can't get them. Huh? Hmm. So, what did she sell? Like 1.2 million in like three days? Broke Ticketmaster. Which probably isn't hard. brought it to its knees. My God. It needs to be broken. I mean, it's a piece of shit. So, it is. So, um, I mean, again, I, Preston, like, think about your audience, man. <laughs> I, look, I respect the artist. I just, I'm, the only reason I'd buy a tea, I love tea swizzle, man. That's you a, should clarify a, for those out there. Taylor Swift. That's that's a throwback. The, yeah, the, all the Swifties now. Yeah. All the Swifties now. Uh, I I would only buy one to to then resell and be one of those bastard coated bastards uh, on the open market. So, but seeing as I'm not going to buy one as they don't exist, 
I'm out. Yeah, I didn't even think of Elizabeth was like, I really want to go. I'd be like, there's no shot. I just looked at Shania Twain tickets for May, and they're $300 a pop. Like, whoa. I'm that good. don't impress Brandon much. No, I'm that's... good. And the fact that you're referencing Shania Twain lyrics on this podcast, <laughs> you're going to get exposed. Gonna get exposed. Uh, I just I can't see, dude. Like, how much were they going for? Uh, Hundreds to uh, thousands, depending upon if you got them early or bought them on a a resale or secondary market. She's coming to Minneapolis, U.S. Bank Stadium. Great venue. Yeah, we were at the first ever event at that venue. There's there's nothing. Three hundred is probably the upper bound that I would put on that. It's just like you're you're going to enjoy an experience, right? Every artist has some level of experiential kind of capacity. $550 is nope. the starting yeah, bid right now for Minneapolis. Nope. They're, nope. They go to $1,000. That's going to be a no for me, dog. I'm going to sort by high to low. So on a scale of zero to $1,000, you're saying $7,020 is the highest ticket right now. You don't want to look at the prices in Vegas and New York City if you want to. First, Absolutely be first row, blown away. section A13, which is off to the left, first row, $7,020. Yeah, I'm with Nick. Resell, baby, all day. Put it into crypto. Be done with it. <laughs> Put it into crypto. <laughs> wow. One bad bet from to, to another there. That's uh, just fantastic. Uh, hey, you buy the valuable assets while they're cheap and let them appreciate them, all right? All right. Anyways. Buy the dip. Well, on that on that terrible note, we're gonna take a take a break. We're gonna take a good hard look at ourselves in the mirror. When we come back. <laughs> uh, we got a few more questions, so thank the sponsors. We'll be right back. All right. Um, let's see. Completely derailed Thurman, who is usually pretty good at derailing us as well on Discord. Actually, he's gonna tighten it up a little bit. Says, "What's your dream CFC Thanksgiving dinner table? Twelve spots. Four are the three of you and editor Jake." Uh, what CFC players from any era are you inviting to be the other eight? Uh, who's at the head of the table carving the turkey? So let's just start there. Keep it there. We had a little bit of a, uh, hustle of trying to get names and for things in there. Um, uh, the Jake getting included, I think like, Hey, well done. Well earned. Thurman's throwing yeah. you in, you know. Look, the young man really disrespectful it. to everybody else who contributes regularly on the feed. Part of the Abdullah, tapestry, Jesse. Hey, Jake's, Jake's getting up there in dog years. Eshan, I just you know, what about them? Nope. I, I would, I would give up some of the other seats to include them in an American Thanksgiving. Right. Well, yeah, Dan, Dan's trying to win over people. Uh, I'm trying. I to... don't need to do it. It's already done. <laughs> Anyways, you get eight people, Dan. Let's see if you can piss off anyone listening with a bad decision or two. Let's just try to even them out. Well, unless yours also comes with a Star Trek version translator, I'm really looking forward to seeing how you fit in a conversation with some of the people you selected. Thanks, nerd. Uh, Yeah. uh, Well, uh, for a more logical, uh, I think Petrchek has to be at the head of the table. Um, he is the individual who connects everybody. Yes, can be a translator there, um, and really is just going to bring bring the whole meal together. I think Pat Nevin has to be included. I think Frank Lampard, no question. Joey Cole, good friend, right? So you're bringing a friend to the party as well. Uh, Dennis Wise, I think it'd be a lot of fun along with Mason, and I think you got to bring some of the women's team players along as well. You know, I'm looking at a, a Sam Kerr, a little bit of an Aaron Cuthbert action to really. 
bring the festivities alive in a way that I don't know if yours actually makes that happen. No, no, I, I, I see. I like what you did. I started to make a couple of edits, Stan, because Emma makes my table and I think is cutting the turkey um, and, and I think is wonderful at the head of the table. Uh, I also uh, brought Aaron Cuthbert in for pure shenanigans, right? I thought about this table as like, what's a good mix of wholesome and fun? Not so boozy that we don't remember to eat the food, but boozy enough so that everyone's having a good time. You know what I'm saying? And so Erin Cuthbert's there. And to compliment her, another great Scott, Pat Nevin is at my table. There's no doubt about it. He's on all of our lists. He is just the goat. He will keep people entertained. He'll help people learn stuff because he's the G. I mean, he'll get the playlist put together. I mean, talk about an essential <sighs> role in any party. DJ Pat, come oh. on. Unch, unch, unch. I love that. Um, I also am bringing in Ray Wilkins um, to my table, mm. a guy who I've listened uh, to many a story about. We've never had the chance to meet him, unfortunately, um, before he passed, but uh, I've heard. Uh, really great things. And of course, like the famous story of him helping out that homeless veteran makes you wholesome, right? It's a wholesome day. He would be a great person. Uh, Lampard and Joe Cole for a little bit of cheek, a little bit of uh, maybe a little bants uh, at the table. And then a couple of, of more wholesome guys, maybe a little on the, on the quieter side, but maybe a, a little cheeky grin from N'Golo Conte and Eden Hazard. Uh, I, I was just thinking about that video where uh, the Ivanovich video where Eden Hazard nearly lost his mind at the 2015 oh, PFA awards. He did. Boy, I want that at my Thanksgiving table. So I think I have a very nice grouping here of people. Um, they can understand each other, even, even the Scottish folks uh, at the table. And, uh, and we're really in. And Golo is not going to say a word in this group. Yeah, he's going to be great. Yeah, be you, don't have, you don't have the natural translator. So I feel like I got a doc. Let's not, let's not overcomplicate this, right? Like, good, wholesome question from Thurman here. You don't get him a lot, so we got to take it when we can. Next right? fantasy land <laughs> yeah. is a place all of us want to live in where everybody can speak the same language. All right. I'm going Petr Cech, obviously. Peter Benetti, obviously. I'd love a little Mason Mount there. Again, with Pat and Evan. Uh, Gianfranco Zola. Uh, I was also thinking, you know, some of those, uh, you know, kind of 90s players as well. I'm not even going to pretend to pull anyone from the 80s or the 70s. Uh, I mean, Benetti is my, my, my throwback at that point. I thought Gianluca Vialli maybe, you know. Uh, but he'd bring a bunch of wine because he's from Italy, and I just you know, normally wouldn't do it for me. Uh, Tiago Silva, he's an absolute gentleman. And then, again, to bring in the women's team, uh, super fan Kirby. I mean, she's just been at Chelsea like to the point where she used to have the most emo haircut ever to like grown up. She's seen a lot. Would love to hear her perspective <laughs> that, on the club. That hair has seen a lot, man. <laughs> it has. Really, really happy for her. Uh, and then you talk about more goalkeeping union and shenanigans as uh, Chir Musevich. This, this is an underrated pick. Because, uh, you talked about life of the party. I mean, I really like where you went with that one. I think there, there's a lot of life at your table. The true which meme is lord good. coming to the party. Oh. It, you know, the, selfie, the selfie game, the photo game is going to be pretty unparalleled. I mean, you're welcome yeah. that I only had three goalkeepers in there. Could have done more, but uh, stuck with that. Of so. Course. 
look, I think we did well with that. I think that one is uh, pretty well buttoned up. Uh, so the next one is Grizz says, who would you like to see lift the World Cup? And why is it Kanata? Kanata? <laughs> I'm not saying it correctly. That's like, him rejecting the premise of the correct. question. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I think, obviously, we all want the United States of America. Yeah. I mean, Duh. It won't. It but, won't happen. But it's who it, I want. Yeah. But if you uh, maybe you had to have a backup option, you know, a little side piece, hmm, Dan. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> Why is that our Tell us about your side mm-hmm. piece, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan. Look, I I think it'd be really cool to watch Thiago Silva win a World Cup as a player for our club. I would be very happy if uh, Brazil won. And I would be extremely happy for the mass amount of English friends that we have if England won and uh, no. the U.S. did not advance. No shot. But no. Brazil first, then. Anyway. Also, like, interesting you'd want Tiago to win it, even though you can't understand him. But uh, real cool. All right. Anyways, uh, Nick? <laughs> Speaks like eight languages. How, like, give me a break. Uh, look. I've thought a lot about this. There are a lot of worthy candidates. You've thought who about deserve. a lot of teams that might win it over the U.S. Uh, yeah, we're not going to win it, but I'd be happy for any of the following teams to uh, to win. Uh, I would be happy if Canada won it. Uh, they won't either, but I would be happy for our friends to the north if if they were to go on a, a Cinderella run. There, we'll just see how they do. I'd be happy for Belgium if their golden generation could pull it off. I think that would be kind of a neat thing. Uh, I would be happy for for Croatia to give it another run after after 2018. Maybe this is the last run that this kind of core group has. Uh, I would be very happy for Mason Mount if if he and England were to were to win it. It really though depends on how much shit they talk after they annihilate us on Friday. So I reserve the right to change my mind on that one. And uh, I think you know, look, if you watched the USA Wales game. The, the Welsh national anthem being sung was was pretty awesome. Like I think I think the Welsh are, are a worthy candidate too. I don't think uh, any of my picks are going are going to win the World Cup, but uh, but yeah, those are the teams that I think I'd feel best about. So if I were Yanni Infantino, he would probably want Cutter to win it. If not them, North Korea, because he wants football everyone to win. But we're not. Instead, uh, obviously, if it's not the U.S., I think it'd be really cool to see an African team win. Uh, oh, the yeah. history making there, uh, the dance celebrations, kind of the cultural explosion in the streets. I think that'd be really cool. So obviously, if Senegal, uh, with a couple of Chelsea players on there, could do it, um, doesn't Cameroon. look like that's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, I think, it, you know, just from a history making side, I think it'd be really Morocco. cool to see. <laughs> yeah. Northern Africa there, uh, an African team do it. So anyways, that's kind of what, uh, yeah. If you could throw it for a loop, I mean, look, Argentina, eh, you know, like the European powerhouses, even like a Holland, you know, I nah. just, I don't, I don't really see it, you know, but, uh, you know, not interesting. Uruguay, aren't they like the most winning team behind Brazil? They won like, the first four or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they won two of the first three. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. You might say, yeah. uh, so next up on the docket is M Dempsey saying, what is the correct way to pronounce pecan or pecan? This is a highly controversial topic at our home. Um, Hey, look, not to dig Dan into the nerd corner even deeper, but he did give us 
three phonetically spelled words here. Well, it's it, it's two phonetically uh, spelled, but uh, look, I, I, pecan, pecan or, con. You know, the way it pastes is whatever. You know, <laughs> I mean, this is the way that Google Docs translates the copy and paste from Merriam-Webster. Um, pecan or pecan is both of them are actually acceptable in terms of Merriam-Webster. So you're welcome. Say whatever. What you about want. you? He's asking you. He can go to a dictionary. He's coming yeah. to you yeah, for damn. a voice of authority. Come on. I'd probably say advice. pecan. Yeah, well, he can't. Oh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. I, I, Never I mind. Go back to Mary. Go back to was actually was actually <sighs> would actually cause disgust with Nick, and it did. Oh, pecan. pecan like is... no pecan. <laughs> Out mean, of your mind. I mean pecan. We didn't even just triggering. <laughs> I I want to know M Dempsey. What part of the United States are you from? Oh, I think I, he's because a southern gent. Uh, so he's he he's probably more in line with me. Yeah, for sure. Pecan pie. Yeah, yeah. below the Mason oh, yeah. Dixie. <laughs> yeah, Mason Dixon. Gla- a glass onion. He's gonna uh, he's gonna really feel yeah. at home with the way that Daniel Craig draws <laughs> out those words. Yes. Uh, I yeah. So if he's a southern if he's a southern gent, then certainly mine. If he's from the screechy north, and it's pecan. You know, it's like you're a parrot or something, you know. Toucan. Know. Toucan Sam. Yeah, no, pecan, uh, for sure. Pecan is a, you know, dark horse. Think about it. Uh, pecan pie. Halo baby. says Let's go. California or Florida, and I don't know why. <sighs> Never Florida, first of all. I mean, all. Never. it's California all day long, 100%. Yeah. Northern California? Never. I mean, oh, yeah. I used Northern keep... California is fucking amazing. Yeah. That, Are you kidding me? But that's what I'm saying. So what, it, what are they calling that? Old California? When they secede from the state. <laughs> That's, yeah, accurate. Um, yeah, uh, the, the answer is never, and I and I say this with love in my heart for one Jake Perkins, who is a, a, a resident of this state. It, the answer is never Florida. for uh, Unless the question is, what's the weirdest state in the United States? Look. Then the answer can be Florida. But the rest of it, no. We went to Miami last year for Elizabeth's birthday. Like the food and the cultural fusion down there was like electric. Like there's like definitely like a tangible energy down there. It was, oh, no. it was Is cool. Gonna do it, but oh, that's what I'm saying. Like it depends on on where you want to go. I mean, California Dan, to me seems a little bit too Hollywood for me. I I I would I'd love the heat. Give me give me give me the coast, baby. Oh, give me Florida. Oh my God, he's doing it, Dan. It's an unbelievable upset. I mean, let's take the politics wow. out. Of it. Just wow. look at the geographical beauties of it. I mean, I've never fought an alligator. It's it's fucking humid. I've, Why would you want to be there? I'm in Minnesota. Like, I could use a change of pace. Uh, the, the the northern I guess warped his mind. Yeah. Do you want malaria? There you go. Just mm. head down there. Mm. Get, get eaten by a boa constrictor or something. That is, I look, that's as a, someone that's who's lived in concern. both states, which makes me the most. Uh, Did you live in you California? Know. Yes. You was there for like 25 uh, minutes or so. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> look, uh, <laughs> I drove makes through. Makes me the best suited to answer this question and uh, California all day. There you go. You're welcome. Man, you California has so much going on. Like, there's so many different parts of California it's that you huge. can go enjoy. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you got desert. You got the coast, you got Northern California, the Redwoods there, you know, it's like you got Big Sur, you got all this shit. Yeah, Yeah. look, you got skiing. It's not even a There are countries that wish they were as cool as California. Yeah, it's it's like, 
it's like when anybody says like we want Bama in college football. It's like no, you fucking don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You absolutely don't. And you know this year with standing. All right. Yeah. There. Bit. Bit. Bismal. Actually. Um, Stutz with the final one here says, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? And quite honestly, like that seems like an extremely inappropriate question for this episode. Yeah. Well, way to bring it down to sentimentality Stutz. I mean, look, I I mean, we have a shit ton to be thankful for. Um, and you know, not only the show kind of going strength from strength to strength, but you know, all the goodness that's kind of come with that. Our Discord community is amazing. The amount of folks that we were able to see on the summer tour was outstanding. Um, you know, just like the random five-star reviews that we get every once in a while that kind of uh, warm the cockles of my heart. Um, it, you know, it's it's just amazing. This, this whole thing has been so much better than I could have ever thought it to be frankly, when we, when we started this back in 2014. So we have a lot to be thankful for. I mean, I think the, uh, this, this year's set of results aside, Dan, uh, there's a lot of goodness here. Yeah. It's the family of the Chelsea community that's adopted us into their daily routine. It's the people who spend time with us on a per episode basis who give us part of their day or their week to inform you or educate you on a topic that we are insufficiently equipped to educate you properly on it's the loved ones in our own lives that uh, you know bring light to that it's the personal health and well-being that we all have had to knock on wood to carry through the majority of this year it's the you know positive moments that we've seen brandon's uh wedding to elizabeth being a great one his uh recovery through his acl element here having Jobs and stable employment in an otherwise crazy world. I mean, all these things are just um, things to be ultra, ultra thankful for uh, this year and every year. And um, and to be thankful for one another. You know, I mean, I think we uh, we joke a lot. We kid a lot. Um, but, you know, I think we just spent a weekend in Kansas City with one another, which always reaffirms uh, how much, uh, we, you know, the three of us kind of care for one another. And we uh, we enjoy our, our friendship that has built up over the past you know, uh, it will be at a decade at a, in, a, in a very near future, closer <laughs> to a decade than half a decade. <laughs> yeah, the episode of thousand is going to be here before we are going to be prepared for it. Um, yeah, look, obviously, personally, a uh, huge year uh, overcame uh, just a, a life threatening injury. Uh, couldn't have could have done it with anyone else. <laughs> Just kidding, ACL. Uh, but no, getting married was a huge one. So like, this will be our first Thanksgiving together as a, as a married couple. So we're kind of going to be starting our traditions and things like that, uh, aka ribs for Thanksgiving meal. Um, you know, starting it off the right way. So I think that's the big one for me. Is it's, it's definitely a year of of first um, first birthday married, uh, first holidays, and kind of just setting the expectation and and uh, traditions, which is which is awesome. And then I think the 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 summer tour across the US. I mean, I told you guys at the time, like I was coming off the wedding, coming off honeymoon, literally right to Vegas. And um, you guys are awesome. Let me bring Elizabeth. So we didn't have to immediately split ways. But that tour (laughs) was um, that was that was great. That was re energizing. That was um, probably just a a non personal life highlight for me. Um, Shit, Chelsea haven't been here in years. Uh, and just the energy and the the people that we got to meet and reconnect with and see again, it was just, 
it was just, it was just it was hard it was long you know we were blessed to do it but that was that was a huge highlight uh for me and i'm yeah. excited to take all um uh, you know 30 some thousand of you to stanford bridge with us sometime in yeah. the near future so yeah tbd on next that. stop we're, london we're, we're we're thinking about it and, uh, and you know we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the entire london is blue family of content creators now um Jake Perkins and Nemanja on the audio edit, uh, Ishan doing all the social media work. We have contributors at Blue Royalty, Jesse and Abdullah. We have the famous CFC, Rick and Gary. We got a bunch of different shows, Dan, but I'm not going to list them. Or I'm not going to list them all off. You're going to list some of them, damn it. Well, look, you got the Tinkerman with Joe and Yaz just dropping knowledge bombs alongside new edition Sam with the wonderful yeah. content that he's doing us with us now. And look, you've got our wonderful journalist fellows in Matt Law and Nazar Kinsella who are in Qatar at the moment uh, going through the trials and tribulations of covering on this World Cup and uh, uh, hopefully watching uh, England get bounced over the U.S. Uh, fingers crossed that that's something that they get a chance to witness. Um, but yeah, we, we just have a, a great group of people who are willing to work with us and uh, help us bring uh, yeah, the story of Chelsea in its current state, whatever they might be to you. And uh, we're happy to do that uh, as, uh, as a part of our daily routine. All right. Well, anyways, that's going to wrap up our Thanksgiving mailbag. Thanks, everyone, for bringing the questions. Uh, good stuff, as always. Uh, highly controversial. So if you want to talk about it, we'll be in Discord, all right, over the break. So you know where to find us uh, through Patreon. But anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, more content coming at you. But, you know, take the weekend off, right? Hang out. Spend time with the family. Um, don't drink too much, uh, and head of the England, yeah. England, well, US game. Save yourself. Or if you do, save yourself. Make sure somebody else is driving. Yeah. Call yourself a Uber. Well, definitely. And, uh, Just square that away. Always. Uh, avoid wine. Enjoy a cocktail instead. So, anyways, we're going to do that. will wrap it up for us. Uh, but until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.